Hey, we have something complimentary for you. I'm Kelly Wilkes. I'm here with Anita Joyce, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks. Decorating with complementary colors. Color is back on the horizon, so we wanted to dive in today to show you how you can use complementary colors in your decor. Complementary colors are the colors that lie opposite on the color wheel. The colors that are opposite each other are orange and blue, green and red, and yellow and purple. Then there's another one that gets a little bit more into different tones and Mm -hmm. things like kind of like the secondary complementary colors, but this is like the main one. So that's what we'll focus on today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when I was researching for this episode, I did not see a lot of rooms done this way, interestingly enough. Well, it's kind of harsh in a sense. Because obviously the colors are opposite on the color wheel, so they're very different. But when you dive deep into this whole idea of complementary colors, they are pleasing, the combinations, I should say, are pleasing together because your eye is kind of searching for the complementary color. Like when your eye is seeing blue, it is kind of searching for the orange. It has to do with the photoreceptor cells in your eye, like the cones in your eye. And we don't need to go too deep into a diagram of the eyeball and things like that. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. that. But he was like, we're just going to take a slide view of the eyeball now. No, we're not going to do that. (laughs) We just really want to share with you how to use these complementary colors to your advantage in your home. Just trust me, trust us that science does support that this sort of these colors that are dynamic together are pleasing to the eye. Would it be palettes that jump out at me from my home? Not necessarily. So that's why at first glance, you might be like, oh gosh, no. Like when I think of blue and orange together, the only thing I can think of is Howard Johnson's. Does anyone remember (laughs) Howard Johnson's? And I mean, maybe someone told them, you know, the Don Draper that was working with them said, oh, these are your colors because, you know, people are going to, their cones and their eyes are going to be like, this is so awesome. Like, I need to go eat here at Howard Johnson's. Now, there was a lot of good things about Howard Johnson's. It was my favorite place when I was little. My grandma would take me to Howard Johnson's. Oh, we ate there um, a lot. Yeah. Oh, Friday yeah. nights, they had it? a, a fish oh, fry <laughs> special. Friday night, dude. I was, <laughs> I like to say I was elsewhere on Friday night, but you know, like mid, I was midweek kid. with my grandma, I would go to Howard Johnson's. You get the grilled hot dog, but they buttered the bun. Like, I mean, oh. honestly, I can still taste it. I mean, that was so good. And then you would get a clown Sunday. Rock on. The day could not be any better than that. The I don't remember this Sunday, but I think it was kept but from me. You probably didn't I... get the Sunday. No, I did not. Another thing. That, yeah. Exactly. I'm sorry. I bring all these things up. But even as a young lass, enjoying my buttered bun hot dog and, and you're followed up by the clown Sunday, Sunday which yeah. now I feel badly about because you didn't get one. Yeah, um, you should. I knew that I didn't like the combination of blue and orange. My cones were not. It was not pleasing to my cones, but I get it. I get what they're saying. I think it it's right. I mean, it's a very bold, it's a, they don't kind of ease from one color into the other. It's the opposite. Right. So it's a very stark yes. um, a difference. 
Right. And from an advertising standpoint, you can see why that would make a good logo because you're going to notice it. You're going to it's notice it. It's not something that's just blends into the background. Right. You and see I'm, that they're you know, different. We're, you know, we're focusing on the Howard Johnson sign here, which is kind of funny. But, I, you know, I think that the orange and the blue were kind of in balance. And that's probably where the problem was. So the bottom line with these complementary colors, uh, that they are dynamic together and they play each up each other's intensity, right? So really what you want to do in your decor is consider the complementary colors, uh, one being very much the primary color that you use. In primary, I mean the, the one that you use the most of. And then maybe just adding a pop of the other one. Because it, picture a, a, a very blue room. Lots of blues going on. Maybe even those blue ginger jars that everybody really loves, the blue and the white. And then picture on maybe a blue sofa, two orange pillows. And then maybe someplace else in the room, a vase that's blue and white with some orange flowers in it. And then maybe a, an orange lacquered or leather box, you know, a la MS or something like that. That's oh, pretty, yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty fabulous, orange. right? I mean, that's, that's, mm -hmm. you know, you could picture if yourself seeing that in House Beautiful or, you know, you know, Architectural Digest or something like that's well, a beautiful room. Yeah. And if you're in Texas, I did not go to UT, but their color is burnt orange. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that which was kind of a reason I could not go there because <laughs> I don't really like that color. And the I only thought- The person that went down in history of choosing her higher education by the colors. Well, I know my cousin chose a college because the one building was close to her uh, dorm room. So- Okay, well- Apparently I mean, it went to the family. That's very practical. <laughs> Well, this was practical. I look terrible in orange. Oh, okay, I mean, okay, I okay. look washed out. Yeah. I'm sorry, I cannot wear it. So, uh, but yeah, my school colors when I was in Hershey, Pennsylvania, orange and blue. So orange there you blue. go. Mm -hmm. Right. So I did have to wear the color. I did not get out of it. I did not yeah, you escape just were not the orange. Perpetuate that. Right. But okay. So let's talk about these by color combination. And okay. you started with the orange and the blue. Mm -hmm. And I have a few thoughts on this. And okay. you know, orange not my favorite color. I'm going to say that up front. So I'm with you. I think for this particular color combination, I would probably go with mostly blue and just touches of the orange in there. And I think the other real trick to doing this is what shades of blue and orange you go to. Every blue is not the same. Every blue is not going to look good on a wall or on a bookcase or on a sofa. Uh, the blues that I think would go best with an orange would be the cobalt blue, the aqua, and or maybe the navy blue. I like all, I think all of those looked pretty nice with the orange. But, you know, you're going to have to be careful about which blue you put with them. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. The purple and the yellow. Now, I love that combination in my mm -hmm. garden. A combination of yellow, purple, and white. First of all, there's so many oh, uh, plants uh -huh. that you can get on those. Oh, colors. right. But I they're love purple so in the too. pretty together. Yeah. So, you know, and it really didn't dawn on me that dealing with the complementary colors there right. by going with those two. But, you know, it's different to having it in a container garden or in your garden beds 
as having it in your your bedroom or your living room. Right. But again, it's the tones like how about an aubergine with a saffron? It doesn't have to be the neon yellow with the Barney dinosaur purple. Well, in fact, that's what I'm saying. I don't think that's your best bet. I these these color combinations, I think they can work well these using complementary colors if you're very careful about which particular color you're choosing. If you go with the Barney purple and like you said the bright yellow, I don't think that's going to be your best look. But if you go with uh, you know, more of a muted purple and then like for example, I love chartreuse green with a lavender or a purple. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's kind of a rift off the yellow because I mean, chartreuse is kind of a yellowy green. So right, it's yellow. So it is yellow, but it's a yellowy green. Right. And I actually, you know, I think that's really pretty. No, that is a beautiful combination. I And I have had that in prior homes. And I think in a guest bedroom, I had that. And it's really inviting. It's very pretty. And purples, not every purple is the same. Some purples lean much more to the blue, whereas other purples lean much more toward the plum or the, you know, in the red direction. So that makes a big difference too on which yellow it's going to work best with. So keep that, keep that in mind and you can kind of play around with it. And, you know, if you're wanting to go in this direction, I also suggest you look on Pinterest and see, because we can talk about it all day long, but until you look at it, you're not going to know which ones you like the best. So check out Pinterest. You can look for rooms with purple and yellow or whatever color combination you're looking for. And you can kind of see some shades that you think that that you're drawn to. Right. And when you're listening to it um, and we're talking specifically about the complementary colors. I know in my mind's eye, I'm going super saturated in the entire room. You know, the walls are painted and the the upholstery is in one of these colors. And then, you know, there's chairs in the other color and there's drapes in the other color. It's really not going to be like that in real life, in your house. Mm -hmm. So the idea is that maybe you have a very neutral house, but now you'd like to introduce some color, which now a lot of people are doing again. You know, again, the pendulum is swinging back towards color again. So how do you do that? Well, maybe you do pick these complementary colors because it is true. They make each other better by being together and they will be pleasing to your eye. So you can test it. You can look at, uh, on Pinterest, you can look at magazines and you can see things. And it, even though it's, there's blue and orange in a room, it somehow is calming. It's very interesting. Um, so maybe you add in, uh, to a neutral space, two complementary colors. Say we go with the blue and the orange. You can do that just on in small pops, but each of the colors then will be pre- presented in these small pops instead of being a whole blue background with then pops of orange. You know, don't you think you could just do like, it could be all your, your background, your main palette could be whites and creamy whites and things like that. And then you could toss these colors in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I certainly would suggest that because it, it's a big commitment to go with this all these colors uh, saturating your entire room with them, unless you're in love with those colors and you're willing to live with them for a long time, or you have lots of money to change them out all the time. We do suggest, I do suggest that you add them in small doses and play around with them first. And that's a great way to try uh, adding, you know, these colors and see how they go together. And then if you're doing some pillows and throws are a beautiful way to add the color, see how you like it. And, Uh, If you don't, you know, you can always, uh, if you just bought them, take them back or move them to a different room. 
happens. So yeah, that's a nice thing to do. Um, well, let's talk about the last one. If you're ready, are you ready to move on to red and green? Sure. Sounds like Christmas, doesn't it? Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells. Ay, on this one. Because, you know, I don't like the traditional Christmas colors when you think of that bright, deep red and mm-hmm. just that strong green color. It, it's, it's jarring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and again, you might think this is a Christmas, but uh, these are Christmas color combinations, but you can make this work in a non-Christmas environment, but- uh, <laughs> Non-Christmas. But I think what you need to do is the same thing. Christmas go, in July. <laughs> go with different shades of these colors. And you know what I was thinking about when I was uh, working on this is I remembered I had some wallpaper in our bathroom in our old house that was red and green and white, which sounds awful. Okay, like a different person lived in your old house. Like, who <laughs> was she? Well, it was a terrazzo floors, red well, and green I wallpaper. Okay, I did not pick out the terrazzo floors. The but evolution the wall- of yeah, me but Jane. I did. Pick- now the wallpaper, I still like it. It's a toile. It was actually a French wallpaper. Uh, my wallpaper. Person oh, okay. Hated now me. it's starting to make more sense. Yeah, because it was very heavy and hard to work with. She hated me because she was like, "I cannot work with this paper." Uh, but it it was the background was kind of a. Uh, uh, let's see. I would call it more of a like a pistachio, yeah, yeah, green that's great. background. Yeah. It was a very okay. soft kind of, maybe even um, oh, maybe kind of a sage and all yeah. or olive green kind okay. of background. Yeah, and then so that was the background color, and then the tall figurines were white, were red on white, but the red was this raspberry. Mm-hmm. And although it still may not sound right, it it was really very pretty in person, but it was a lot of color. But it was in my bathroom. I thought, well, why no, not I, that, it sounds really lovely. I'm just joking, but it was the fun yeah. with the red and green. No, yeah. that's I have in my notes. Like try magenta and mm-hmm. forest. Like magenta right. and pistachio would be great. Something like that. Think of the iconic Lily Pulitzer, pink and green. Yes, you know that is a rift off this complementary combo of red and green. Mm-hmm. I like pink and green together a lot. Yeah, I mean it's so mm-hmm. fresh. It's fabulous. Yeah. Would I want to live with that necessarily all the time? Probably not, but unless I had you know a trellis solarium in Palm Beach. But again, it's like you're not going to saturate your entire room with two complementary colors and call it a day. Probably not. For most of us that are just going to add in these colors, it's just really good to know about how colors work together. So we thought it was important to cover this in one of our episodes. So you understand because you might, you know, if somebody suggested these colors to you, like it's kind of like, oh gosh, when you say it, you know, sometimes if you said what was in something, you're like, ew, <laughs> but then you taste it and it's delicious. You know, like, oh, I don't want to, like my kids are like, hummus is made from chickpeas. I'm like, yeah, but they love hummus, but they were like, ew. You know, like Anita's wallpaper is red and green. I know. It sounds awful. But when you see it, it's I'm sure it's beautiful. I can picture that wall. I think I've seen that wall. Very, very pretty. So you just need to know about uh, how they work together, why they work together. And if you have time on your own uh, and extra points, you want to do more research about your icons and the photoreceptors, you can send us even more info. But, you know, <laughs> we're going to leave it at that. It It is true uh, that it is pleasing to the eye to see these these colors in combination. So why not go with that? You know, I mean, hey, it, it gives you a leg up on like, oh, why does this room feel good? Well, because your eye is desiring to see that other color and you've 
you've presented it. Mm -hmm. So you know how sometimes we say there's just something about a room? Well, you know, this could be part of that something. Right. And again, I just want to stress it really, to make it work, you have to be very careful about which particular shade of these colors you are putting together. Right. Or like a cobalt, like you're saying, and a coral. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. maybe each of the complementary colors doesn't have the same intensity. I think there's some great rooms that do have these color combinations, but I, I had a hard time finding the blue and orange ones that I liked. There were yeah, a couple well, I found. Yeah. But it was like you couldn't find the orange in the room. It was like, well, I like the one I there? described. Yeah. No. Yes, of course. In my mind's eye. I think that would look great. I mean, I think I would even like that room and I'm not such a blue girl. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. I think we may have kind of covered the complimentary colors. Was there anything else you had to add? No, I think we're good because we have a listener question and we want to talk about our crushes. What are you crushing on this week? Well, I've really been enjoying the Graham Norton podcast, and he's got a talk show in the UK, and I'm just, he's just so, so funny, and he's got a podcast, and um, it's just very funny, very funny. You'll love it. And what's the point of it? I feel like I've heard his name. Well, he's got a very, yeah, yeah. He interviews uh, celebrities, and you can find him on YouTube. He does have a show that in the UK that we don't get here. It's called the Graham Norton talk show, I guess. It's, okay. They call it a chat show there. But uh, he interviews celebrities. A lot of them are, you know, American celebrities from the U.S. Uh, and then the podcast, uh, he interviews uh, kind of maybe a lesser known celebrity on there. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's always funny. And then he <laughs> Known by a, some, as we like to say. <laughs> yeah, known by some. Not always the most famous person. But th- uh, interesting. I, th- yeah. I always find some of these people that you haven't heard of a lot of times, they're very fascinating to hear from. And then he has a sidekick, uh, Maria McCurlin who's an actress there in actor, excuse me, in the UK. And they just have a lot of funny banter. Then people write in with questions. You know, they have some problem with somebody, maybe, you know, their mother-in-law did something that upset them or, you know, so then they ask Maria and Graham to give them suggestions on how to oh, handle. To ring in on it. Oh, that's funny. Yes. The problem. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's, there is uh, definitely, a technique to being a good interviewer. So it sounds like he probably is. And that can be very compelling to listen to. Well, he's to. just incredibly funny. Oh, okay. I'm going to definitely just, check it out. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, all of you are obviously podcast listeners. We would, you know, let us know other podcasts that you listen to. I am always asking people when I hear, sometimes people hear that I have a podcast and then they, they want to talk about that. But I really want to ask them what podcasts they listen to because I love getting great recommendations. So that's yes, a good Yes, me one. too. Because I listen to a lot of podcasts. It's such a great way to consume good content while you're folding your laundry or whatever. Okay. Mine is not something you can listen to. Mine is uh, something that kind of goes along with our detox episode that we did recently. I did a follow-up to that on my blog and included some things we talked about and some additional information and whatnot. And I found these grocery store bags. They're actually sort of like boxes in a sense. You guys, they are so absolutely adorable. Uh, They look like wicker picnic baskets, but you know, it's a laminated, you know, so it is plastic, but you're going to be reusing it. Um, And they're quite large. They say there's one of these can hold up to six regular bags. 
So, and they fold down. So they, uh, you know, so when they go in your trunk, you just have to look at them, you know, like what an old, like an old fashioned wicker picnic basket would look like. And then it has sort of the black straps and whatnot. They are just so cute. So what, what do you use these for? Going to the grocery store. So you're going to use them instead of the plastic bags. Is that yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think you get three in a set or something like that. So I ordered some. I haven't gotten them yet, but the reviews, people were like, oh, this is the best thing ever. And, I know. And uh, everyone's staring at me at Trader Joe's when I'm walking out with my plastic bags. I'm like, I'm sorry. 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 Oh, well, I mean, but if you, you reused your plastic bags, that's okay. Right. And these are the ones in the store. Yeah. No, I need to be better. Oh, so I know. Yes. I'm going to get plastic she, shame today. Oh, yes. Yeah. Ah, oh, I don't think I can keep talking to you. I know. I okay, buy the minute, bags, wait a minute, wait a minute. But I forget to Texas, take them all the time. You can still get plastic bags at Trader Joe's. Like they give you plastic bags. Oh, no, no. With. I take it back. They put them in paper bags. I take it back. Yeah. Yeah. Paper bags. I was going to say that's not. <laughs> okay, good. That is yeah. illegal here. No plastic bags. No. Illegal? Yep. Really? No plastic. Well, the regular grocery store does have plastic bags, but I forgot. Yeah, Trader Joe's, and they double bag them, which is nice. But yeah, I have the bags, but I don't always remember to bring them in the store. That's my problem. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you have to go back out if you forget. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but they're all the way at the house. Oh, they're at the house. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I walk in like, hey, do-do-do-do, and I'm like, oh, yeah, they're in the trunk. I got to go back. Okay, so enough of that, but those are, I'll put the link in the show notes. They're I need super those. cute. Those are good. Yeah. That's so good. And you know what would be good for you? Because you're always going back and forth and you're bringing food and stuff with you. These are very sturdy oh, and yeah. big. That's a great idea. Yeah. Right. I, okay. All right. Okay. So we have a listener question from Crystal C. Now this is decor related, but it's like, how do you get to do your decor kind of thing? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Crystal is a listener. She's got How do you two. find time to do it? Yes. Right. Okay. So she mm-hmm. has two kids, a five and seven she's having a real hard time organizing her weekend Saturdays in particular in order to, as she kind of says, sneak in time for a store or time to paint something, you know, so or time to just, you know, get her decorating juices flowing. So she's trying to see, you know, how do we get done what we get done, particularly on the weekends. I mean, if our kids are five and seven, they're mm-hmm. probably, you know, at least one is in school all day. Maybe the other one's in kindergarten and, that's maybe not all day, but mm-hmm. you know, it seems like during the week she's got it down and, but it's the Saturday business that really has her flummoxed. Like, you know, right. how do you get a plan so you can get something done? So I definitely have some thoughts. Do you have some thoughts? Anita? Yeah. Well, and if you have high maintenance kids that need your attention, it is hard to get anything done, especially that young, because you know, they're I all mean, high it, maintenance when they're that young. <laughs> right. I mean, because when they're a little older, you know, you don't even see them. They go in their room and shut the door and you don't even know they're home. But when they're that young, you know, they're wanting to be around you. They're needing something to do. So if you can come up with something for them to do that they might enjoy or maybe even not enjoy, but just something. <laughs> I don't mean like, wait me, a minute. But- I think I should have gone first. No, no, no. Wait a minute. I just mean like, even if it's an activity like cleaning your room or something, but oh, I'm just oh. saying it could be a fun thing or it could be a, hey, you need to do a chore right now. That's you what I'm trying to say. Me up. No, okay. but I'm, no, wait a minute. I'm not done. I know. So, I know. So then you, maybe you set your timer for an hour and you say, you know, clean your room in here, but also you can do these other fun things or maybe set up some activities, but I'm trying to get you a whole hour. 
So I don't know if they're going to be able to do one thing for an hour, but maybe you have a list of things for them to do in that hour. But then if they do the kind of chore type things on the list, or if they leave you alone for the hour without killing their sibling, then you take them out for you know, ice cream or something fun to do. I mean, maybe you take them, I don't know what else um, they might enjoy, uh, but just some other fun activity that you know they're excited about. Uh, maybe you're going to the store to buy something and you're going to give them each five bucks to spend at Target or something. But that might be able to give you some time. And then when you're working on things in your house, I mean, I would definitely make sure that you, if you're only going to have a small window, you want to make sure that you're all set up so that you can do your activity. So make sure you have everything in place. If you're hanging pictures, you have all the hardware you're going to need. You've got everything there. And then I would say the other part of that is not to be a perfectionist, which, you know, maybe you're not. I, I really am, am not a per- perfectionist at all. Uh, I'd rather get it done than get it perfect. So that's, that's really my secret to getting, I do get a lot of stuff done, but that's because I say, mm, that looks good enough. And, um, I do that a lot <laughs> and that's well, the only you're, way you're good enough is, is pretty fabulous. Yeah. Chris, I, I echo a lot of what, um, Anita has said, except, you know, making your kids do things they don't like. <laughs> well, I don't mean mean things. I'm totally joking. I'm just joking. Okay. So what I think is, hey, Saturdays oftentimes get away from me too. You know, I always have a to-do list every single day. And lots of times it just has a lot of things have to carry over to the next day. But it's, it's like so much of life prep is the key. And I think Anita touched on it too. If you're going to do something like, you know, if it's Tuesday and you know, on Saturday, you want to paint a piece of furniture, get absolutely everything you need and have it in one place and be so ready. So you can dive in, um, as, as ready as you can be, maybe even the piece of furniture in place with the drop cloth, all of that, as ready as you can be, that will save you some time in, uh, you know, this, in the startup. So then you can get rolling with it. And, in the same sense with your kids, you know, they may have things that they are going to, which would be, you know, you require you to drive them to a birthday party or to, you know, their soccer game or things like that. I mean, so if you have to be out of the house for a period of time, you know, obviously that's eats into the day, but maybe you can coordinate with some moms and you can make a, um, some sort of like a carpooling situation where if, you know, then you can have the whole Saturday. I did that with my daughter when she had volleyball, because that would be a whole day event. We'd drive oh, two hours, idea. then it would be a four hour, sometimes five hour match. And, you know, you're basically coming home and ordering a pizza because your day is done. So, you know, on the weekends when I didn't have to go and the other mom went, I didn't even really feel that bad because I saw a lot of the games, but sometimes I wouldn't be the mom that got to stay home and I would get so much done. Um, but if your kids are home, then I would say the same thing with them. Have everything prepared. Have a, a thought in your head. Okay, you know, this weekend kids were going to do this and you're going to make a craft or you're going to make cards for grandpa or whatever you're going to do and have all the bits that they need and maybe something they've never seen before. If your kids, my girls love to make crafts. So, and if I gave them glitter, they would just be happy as a clam. So something special that they might enjoy doing. 
It's not the worst thing in the world if you let them watch a movie for a couple of hours, if you really need to get something done. You know, I certainly have done that. And another thought is, depending on your kids, is incorporate them with their little enough where it might be really fun for them to help you do whatever you're doing. So if it's you're painting a piece of furniture, maybe you get them something at Michael's that, you know, one of those little birdhouses or something like that. And they're with you and they're painting it and they're loving just being with you and you get to share the time with them as well as getting your other project done. Or say you're doing a bookcase like we just talked about on another episode. That might be really fun for your kids to help you. Hey, let's go around the house and find all these things that might look good. You know, find things that have these colors in them or something like that. Let's put them all on the dining room table and then let's do this together. So oftentimes just including them in what you're doing, but giving them something productive to be doing at the same time so they can focus on their task and give you a little bit more flexibility to get done what you want to do. But I think the key is also just in your mindset, making time for yourself or, you know, in in a sense, if you're doing something for your home, it's really for your whole family too. If you're beautifying your home, making it more of a sanctuary. Yeah, but their kids don't care when they're five and seven. Yeah. But um, what I'm saying is in your head, like you can't feel bad about that. Oh, so right. it's okay right, but she's got to, to make schedule sure that, the time right, to do it. It's just right. like going to the gym. Like if you, it's like, oh yeah, I'm, get, I'm going to go to the gym this week, but oh, this happened and this happened and that happened and I didn't get there. But if you make it a point and just make it part of your life, then you should be able to, you know, sneak in a couple of hours on a Saturday. And I hope you do. So let us know. Yeah. And work out a deal with somebody so that maybe, like you said, trading off with the kids where you get somebody watching your kids every other Saturday afternoon for a couple hours, and then you do it the the other time. If you're with your kids anyway, if there's a friend over, then it's really less work for you anyway. So that's something. Yeah. yeah I think that was a great idea. Yeah. To try it's, the trade-off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's lots of little things that maybe you want to try. So let us know if any of those things sound good to you or if, if any of those things work for you or if anybody else has a great suggestion. Uh, you know, email us and we will pass it along like we passed along the tile painting, which mm-hmm. is still going on. And in future episodes, we will tell you about even more brave souls <laughs> who have painted their kitchen tile. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie S., for starting that and Taryn for, you know, grabbing that baton and running with it. And we've got more people doing it. Right. And you can reach us at decoratingtipsandtricks at gmail.com. Please send us your pictures, send us your ideas for new episodes, send us your questions, send us your tips. We want to hear from you and we love it. It makes our day. If anybody is interested in a consult, we have those available. So thanks for hanging out with us today. We sure enjoy it every time. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space. We are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon.